When looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Well, excuse me! Looking for good ideas for life? You're far from good hands. Hey, bud, what's your problem? If you think the listener is always right, you're far from the right place. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, but a rebel by choice. Are you threatening me? If you want a host that floats between love and madness, and we know the night is always gonna be here anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. All right, guys, uh, listen to the blues riff and B. Watch me for the changes and try and keep up, okay? Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any other films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hey, boils and ghouls, David Howard Thornton, Art the Clown himself, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Choo choo! Yeah, yeah! Ladies and germs, children of all ages, we, as previously announced on social media, are going to talk about some little, little horror flick that's making some waves, and that being Terrifier 2. And obviously some numbers were reported between 8 and 850 theaters that it is out now as a recording but according to mr leone who i spoke with this morning and the interview will be out before this review probably the number is close to a thousand theaters so kudos for an independent film unrated mind you being released 
And I decided to bring a cast of characters together to talk about this. First voice, she is the part of the MRI, or however the saying goes. She'll correct me on it as the mother hen, Miss Elena. You guys are all familiar with. How are you? I'm good, Jonathan. How are you? You got it right. It's the Emerald Isle. <laughs> right on. And she's going to have some more time to be back with us. So welcome back. The next gentleman, and definitely fits it more than I would, is Mr. Aaron from A&B Movies, the YouTube series. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. And our resident, you know, I won't say that on what I record buttons on, but our resident from down under, who is a horror aficionado and normally joins us for the watch longs and such. I figured why not get his perception? Mr. Ross Bryant. Ross, how are you? Very well, thanks. Hi, everyone. I I got to ask because I was kind of poking fun, but in a good way, as you were jumping on, are you still up or you did you get up for this? Because you're such a weird dichotomy hour wise. Yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got up for this, but it's okay. I've, I've had enough rest. <laughs> so good. Yeah, because I said you're usually such an oddball as far as the hours you keep and whatnot, and whether it be for personal life or professional or whatever the case is, your hours are so wonky compared to most people so all right terrifier two folks and we're going to try not to spoil too much with this because we want people to obviously see in the theaters or eventually on the different streaming that it's going to be out once it's out of theaters thanks to bloody disgusting and such so i guess First question, and you guys can take it in whatever order you want, is obviously with a film like this, it is heavily hyped online in terms of the publicity and stuff because it don't have major backers as far as MGM and yeah, all those Lionsgate, all those big companies, Bloomhouse. So from you guys all saw the movie since I shared the link with you guys. Does it live up to the hype? I would say definitely. I loved it. Maybe I'll start there. What did everyone else think? Yeah, I loved it. I was I was very uh very happy. I felt like it really delivered. <laughs> and they these folks are have really having some fun and taking some really uh taking some big risks and um, going some really wonderfully deranged places with this film. And Yeah, I think it did live up to its hype. Um, I was quite shocked, actually, at, <laughs> at uh, how it uh, progressed. But yeah, it did definitely live up to the hype. And it's definitely worth seeing for sure. I did enjoy it for sure. I, I think the, uh, the Terrifier fan base will be very pleased with it. And, and from what I'm hearing, uh, it's mostly positive feedback across the board. I was looking at IMDb earlier, and the has a 7.5 out of 10, which is awesome. Now, 
obviously, I, Elena was talking to me a little bit last night and somewhat today because out of all of us, I believe she's the least schooled in the franchise and Arthur Clown and all that stuff, which I said will get her educated a little bit. And I'm not saying that to throw her under the bus like I normally would with people. But most people would look at the time because I know Aaron said something to me and a few other people were like, holy shit, it's over two hours long. It's whatever. <laughs> and usually length is a concern, but more so with horror films than anything. However, I will say, even though it's got some gravitas to it as far as the length and such, I think it worked out good for it because... It gave time to breathe for most of the things that happened within the film, even though it was, you had your moments of bam, 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 of kills and everything you would expect with this style of horror film. It allowed the story to breathe a little more compared to, say, Terrifier 1 or the shorts that Art the Clown was involved with it. Thoughts? I think you're absolutely right. I think it had, there was more room to breathe in this. I, I liked the character development. I think they spent more time developing the characters in this one. Perhaps, I mean, I loved the first one, but it felt a little bit rushed. Um, this one took its time and worked really well. And, and you, you talked about the length. Two and a half hours is a long time. I mean, for any movie, really. Um, but it didn't feel long to me. Um, I watched it all in one sitting. I didn't even take a bathroom break. Um, and I thought it was awesome. I thought I think it worked. That's my take. Um, yeah, I I have to disagree a little bit. I, I would have thought <laughs> maybe 20, 20 minutes off it. Like two hours, yeah. Certain bits and aspects I would have just cut a little bit. But yeah, it but it, it in saying that it did flow. It didn't feel like it was two and a half hours, but like watching it as a whole, yeah, I just felt like 20 minutes maybe off it. Ross? Yeah, like didn't have a problem with the length at all. Like loved it. Uh, there was, um, uh, I, would, I would call it um, really cleverly disarming shifts in, um, in mood, um, mm. which I don't want to spoil for anyone that I, I wasn't expecting that were, um, yeah, really, really quite clever. That um, mm -hmm. I think I think people really enjoy and um, sort of uh, comical. And then you're just you're not expecting it to go back into a dreadful place. And when it does, you're you're just right back there. So there's you come in and out of that really dark, grinding horror stuff, and then you're in this demented comedy place just just for a bit. It's it's nice and it it doesn't it. Uh, it makes for a little bit of light and dark, you know, so you're not always just in this one mode of, you know, just grim. It's just. However, with that being said, and it's not just Terrifier 2, but it's across the board with all horror, especially the good horror films. You're not going to stay, whether it's a, say, 70 minute film like the Hatchet series or gone with the wind of horror, 
lengthwise and all that stuff. You're not going to stay scary, 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 scary for the whole time of the movie. You're going to have breaks of levity or humor or whatever the case is. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. And I will say this, and I mentioned this to all of you when watching the film. And I know Elena rolled her eyes at me and said, I didn't, I didn't totally get that, but whatever, was in the beginning of the movie. And I will say that the movie picks up from the end of the first one in the morgue. But the, I found humor in after the morgue scene with the cops and, you know, cops are coming because the guy was trying to call for help. Art leaves does after doing his thing and then goes to said laundromat. And I'll leave it at that. I don't want to totally spoil because then it gets into the story from there. But I found humor that this guy committed murders or a murder right then and there. But instead of leaving the area completely, let me go wash my stuff. I found humor in that. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it was a humorous moment, too. Right. And it was almost like he was um, letting go of the first film. And it was a fresh start in a way. Um, and the new character we meet in that moment um, and that character carries is in the whole film, I, I thought was a really nice addition as well. Yeah. But Elena, I yes. figured now of all places before we continue going, and I thought it would work for you to bring up with these two, because in some aspects, and I'm not afraid to say this, these two are smarter than me in some aspects of horror. So would you like to bring up your points of what you were talking to me about as far as art and supernatural and all that stuff? Damn you! You get me the easy ones! Right. Um, I don't know how to phrase it without like giving too many spoilers away, but there's a certain tangent of the storyline that just, just goes a bit off uh, base. Like what we're used to seeing with art is all great and everything. So I just couldn't decipher whether the supernatural stuff was actually happening or was it supposed to leave it up to saying that there could be a dream aspect or it was all in certain characters mind and um in like how it made the film flow like you said i agree that there was moments to breathe and stuff just that aspect it just seemed um a little bit out of place and i can see what they were doing to make it new and fun I like the psychic character. I like the little bits. I just couldn't get my head around whether this this stuff was actually happening or was it in someone's mind. Would you guys like to address that? To me, to me, that sounds like a very exciting and interesting dichotomy. Like, I I I just love that sort of um, messed upness of characters being in a state of not knowing <laughs> I love I just love that sort of not really knowing whether it's really happening or not I just love the fact that you're able to depict that chaos and 
to, to watch a film and, and be asking that. And I kind of like that personally. Yeah. I like yeah. having those elements in there and not really being able to tell for sure, just questioning and yeah, I must say, I really liked that as well. The the not knowing 100% what's real, what's supernatural, what's sort of mystical, what's really happening, um, what's in their heads. But I also think, I mean, I guess it worked for me. Um, I would like to go back and, and rewatch. In fact, I can't wait to uh, rewatch it. I was looking today how soon I could pre-order a copy of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to give anything away for those who haven't seen it, but uh, I liked it. I was just going to say, I'm one of those people when I watch a movie and I get so confused and I can't figure it out, I go straight to the internet and I go, oh, this movie typed in blah, 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 explained. And then I want <laughs> someone to physically tell me, like, did I get it right? Or is my interpretation valid? You know what I mean? It's like, it's not that I didn't like it. I just thought I was being so confused. And just to know that I'm not the only one who was confused would be a good thing. <laughs> Yes, Mulholland Drive comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know if you've yeah. seen it, but <laughs> I have. It's a brilliant movie. It is. It's a great one. <laughs> so, obviously, would this be a film that you would? And I told Mr. Leone this morning that, respectfully, this was a came from a twisted mind in terms of. And complete mind fuck with all the supernatural and everything else that goes with it. Which he laughed and goes, "Goal achieved." <laughs> but uh, how would you guys compare the first one to the second one? Uh, besides the length of time, um, I'll go first here because it, it was a while since I saw the first one. But there's a definitely drastic differences between the first and the second one in regards to there is. Uh, more time, like you said, to explain the characters. Um, it's not just bam, bam, bam. Art is on some killing spree for no reason. Like there's, there's more things going on. Um, there's more, um, I'd say, creativity. There's like more kind of giggles. Uh, one scene comes to mind, not too many spoilers, where he goes into the costume shop and that made me laugh. So I did enjoy that. I like that um, they give enough time to the other characters as well as opposed to the first one. And yeah, for shock factor and um, differences to his uh, tendencies or how he dealt with the victims in the first one, he, he definitely upped his game, I will say that. For sure. Yeah, I, I kept thinking... Um... Ross, not to cut you off, but I, I kept thinking about, you know, the one kill in the first one where with the uh, the saw, um, I kept thinking when the movie started, like, how are they going to top that? And there is one kill in the movie that I think they did top that. Um, it's a bit extended, disturbing, um, but very well done. Um, and the effects were great. And I was telling Damien this morning when we were chatting during the junket, was between the first one and this one. It's amazing how much it seemed to, or I should say him and his band of merry men were able to get the most bang for their buck 
because the first one, I know he's publicly said this. He shot it for $35,000, the first one. And it was 50 all in with the effects and all that stuff. I don't know what it was here for part two. I would assume it was a little more money. But it seems like they spent, say, easily half a million to a million, you would think. Or even maybe a couple million for what they, what you get on screen for the films. Would you guys agree with that? Definitely amped up, yes. Now, they don't, it didn't look like there was any CGI. It looked like all practical effects to me. Um, I don't know that for sure, but that's how it appeared. Yes, that they were practical for everything. But it just seemed like they got, they were able to get more bang for the buck, that's for sure, in the product that you got on screen. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I'm curious to know, and we'll, I don't want to drag this out for hours and hours even because then we'd start spoiling and all that fun stuff but the acting and the storytelling of this movie reminds me of 70s and 80s horror films you know some like early halloween's early friday the 13th nightmare all that stuff other maybe b-rated horror films that maybe not as well known so when we talk about Art the Clown, and I want to bring up two other characters as well, but we'll start with Art. I think he's simple but effective. And I think that has a lot to do with David's theater background. But or almost an evil Mr. Bean, if that would make sense for those who've seen Mr. Bean. But how would uh from where we sit now with terrifier 2 just coming out and all and it's been 10 years with the character a couple with david since they made it into full-length movies where does arctic clown sit as we stand here on october 7th 2022 compared to other well-known characters, whether it be, you know, Leatherface or Freddy or Jason and Michael and some of these known characters from the horror circle. I'll, I'll take, I'll go try. <laughs> I think, I think art is like um, a really, uh, playful and kooky embodiment of the darkest parts of the subconscious. Um, and as I find that as a horror film, this is like um, an 80 horror fan's dream because it's, it really delivers. It's like um, <clears throat> you get so sick as a horror fan of being cheated and being fed watered down stuff and stuff that just doesn't uh, um, meet up to what you're expecting. But it's like you're taken back to those years of awesome 80s horror. But it's um it's taken to another degree. And it's sort of I find it almost therapeutic in a way, because even though there are times in in this one and the last one that it's um almost too scary for me to watch. Like I'm actually finding 
as a horror fan, I'm getting too scared in parts. I kind of want to look away. There's one kill involving um, a condiment that I'm sure you guys might remember. I was like, oh, I just can't look at that. And then I'm, it's making me think, why am I struggling with watching that scene? Because it's very effective. I know it's not real, but it's making me think um, these films are made, this film is made by intelligent people. And in today's day and age, when you realise how messed up stuff is out there, it, it really serves a purpose. It's all kind of therapeutic. It's like, um, yeah, you just feel, you feel some sort of release at the end. And uh, it, some of the characters are really empowered. Um, and, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I just, it's like the 80s are back and it's, yeah, up to the nth degree. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll uh, jump in. Uh, in reference to the 80s, definitely 100%. Um, I'm not sure in the first one, but this one, I definitely felt um, the comparison to art being like, Jason or like Michael Myers like the fact that he just seems to be like invincible for a bit it's like I didn't realize that you know he had that aspect about him like so pivotally it like until the second one I was like oh this is really reminding me of like this guy has <laughs> more abilities than I remembered that he had so I was like okay this definitely gives me 80s vibes that he's just some form of his own and he's he's a standalone like character in his own right and he's doing a really good job so yeah he's right up there with the the classic villains and um yeah um I definitely agree um with what was said previously yeah same here I think he definitely deserves a, a seat at the table with the uh, you know the horror icons that we all know um and, and Jonathan I like the fact that you mentioned I think you mentioned Halloween there were some obvious nods to the original Halloween that I saw. Um, there's a scene in the classroom that seemed, that reminded me of the classroom scene in the very first Halloween. And it could be that I just love the movie. Um, I love the movie Halloween so much that I look for, you know, scenes in, in new horror movies that, that take from it. But I think there were some obvious nods to some, uh, some of the horror movies we know and love. Well, overall, and I know I referenced some of the other major characters when you talk to Joe Blow on the street and mention certain horror characters. Oh, people know him. Like I said, Freddie or Michael or Jason or whatever, that anybody would know who they are if you bring them up. Is Art the Clown there yet? Or do you think it will take some time? Because it feels like he would join that upper echelon of famous characters. I think he's definitely on his way. <laughs> there you <laughs> <Sorry>. go. <laughs> he's definitely on his way. I he's think maybe there, there. Then, yeah, give him a trilogy and then he'll be like part three, ten times worse, part two, and then he's there. <laughs> yes. Well, make sure you listen to the episode with Mr. Leone. And I actually addressed that with him, which he does answer. And that's all I'll say with that. But a final question for me is Miss the new screen queen from the franchise in Siena. And the story revolves around her and her younger brother, Jonathan. If I 
understood that correct that it's her younger brother but what do we think of that character and does she i know how they told the story but would you say she's a new screen queen for the this generation in the 2020s i would say i thought she did a great job um lauren labera yes down her name. i took some notes um i thought she was great a great lead i thought she owned owned it um and was awesome no complaints for me so i would say yes uh yeah i really enjoyed her too i thought she was a badass and uh regardless of my confusing head <laughs> towards half but that's normal for you <laughs> so, shut up jonathan <laughs> i know i know what i'm saying but yeah but yeah laugh it off laugh it off but yeah um the aspects that you guys clearly know that i'm trying to get across without spoiling the film regardless of those things um she was a good scream queen yeah she did her job and she kicked her ass so that's all i say ross yeah uh she reminded me of um uh rachel in halloween 4 um rachel carruthers i think it was just in that um she was resourceful and was calm during moments of um extreme anguish which is a really difficult um thing to do it's a really good character trait but i just yeah i really thought she um she she yeah, she had some really admirable qualities and she just yeah had some spunk very subtle um strong female lead type qualities that you know we so love in this genre so obviously and there's not going to be or i should say this ain't going to be a shocker because damian mentioned it as i hinted about chris jericho the wrestler and musician from fozzy and what i i was looking forward to seeing mr jericho and told him i was getting a little pissed because it's like i watched the whole movie i didn't see chris but chris makes an appearance doing a what do you call it mid credit scene marvel's known for doing that so i didn't know there was a secret scene i turned it off as soon as the credits started rolling no way you're missing out why well, i also mentioned that i didn't take a bathroom break so. okay so all right listen so you know it's since i'm going to put the little bump bump the bump there for Aaron since he cut off but i can understand logistically there for having a good tinkle so <laughs> elena and ross did you guys i know elena did because of something she said to me as far as the scene so what do you got to say about that cuz obviously he embraces that he uh, the director embraces that yeah the the way to throw in the credits the mid scene and how it completely wraps oh okay so it's like it's an intentional uh uh continuation to the story yeah it wasn't just a, it's not like a fun boom okay um how to sum up my uh honest reaction to that scene <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's 
it's definitely a surprise and a shock and adds to my confusion <laughs> but uh i enjoyed it it was cool the effects were cool and i know um, you appreciated the the uh, food tray get in my belly yeah appreciate is uh an interesting word for that oh yeah <laughs> and, I, and, and by the way i i'm gonna say this publicly because he's on mute i love aaron's reaction to like as we talk about this like like what the hell kind of what did i miss I was just yeah. going to say what yeah. did i miss yeah yeah you I, missed out big time Aaron. off the record right when we're done recording you guys will have to tell me what yes what i yes. missed Okay. Oh yeah, I'll describe we'll, it in great detail. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll clue you in. That's fine. So, awesome. But Ross, what did you think of that whole way to put a bow on everything? Yeah, well, I love that you use the word bow because it was like it was like having the best Christmas, and then at the end, you get another another present. It's <laughs> <laughs> like. It's a gift and it just keeps giving them like it's a gruesome one, but yeah, I mean look in a very terrifying way, it's like yes, more, a, more gifts. Yeah. But it does uh, it does open it up for and as you'll hear on our chat, it'll be released tonight. It's yeah. it does leave the door open for part three. And it also kind of puts a bow, puts a bow on the story they told in part two. Yeah. And it adds to the supernatural aspect if we are supposed to believe that it's actually happening and not in people's heads. So he is some sort of uh, invincible uh, Michael Myers, Jason-esque standalone entity, I guess. Yeah, I will say this with that it's amazing and you'll see it when you see it it'll make sense but i just find it funny that it was just a head and that's all i'll say <laughs> people Love will it. probably be like what the hell is he talking about but you'll just when you say it it'll just make a head sense. like just the tip but i want to say one thing to the american people i want you to listen to me i'm going to say this again I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes, it, and people get that. I'm not going to spoil that reference as well, because that's in the movie. Yes. yes. And you'll get that as well. <laughs> but, but overall, I recommend seeing the movie. I'm not going to do a star rating or any of that kind of bullshit that you get with certain products or websites or any of that stuff. I would say, I'll put it this way. I would go spend my money to see it in the theaters or buy it on DVD and or streaming. I would definitely say that because I am tight with a dollar just because of budgetary reasons that I'm not going to get into publicly. But it's when you go, when people rationale or rationalize their entertainment dollar, and I try to rationalize it as much as possible. I would definitely spend my money to see this movie if I didn't see it the way I did. So I'll put it to you that way, everybody. If you were to stream it 
Aaron likes getting physical media like me or whatever the case may be, going to the theater, would you spend your entertainment dollar to go see this if you didn't say it the way you did? Definitely. I plan to spend more on it, on getting a physical copy, but I'd go see it again in the theater. Um, it was that good. Ross, would you, I know it's not, I don't know what the international status of things are, but would you spend your entertainment dollar? Definitely. definitely. I'd love to see this film in a theater. I feel like it was really made for a theater experience. I'd love to hear other people reacting to it and to have the smell of popcorn. And yeah, so I'm really hoping that someone is going to do like a, like a, a type of horror fan or some sort of horror festival release here somehow. I'm keeping my eyes out. Um, it's going to be amazing if and when that happens. But um, if, if it's only going to be a digital release for us here in Australia, um, so be it. And that's okay. But, um, yeah, me and my friends have been waiting for this film for a long time. <laughs> Very excited. So I'm just thrilled to have been able to, to not only see it, um, but, yeah, to have been to invite it here to discuss it with you today because, yeah, so happy, so thrilled, so impressed. And, um, yeah, these guys did a great job and can't wait to see more. Yeah, I agree with Ross. I don't know whether it's going to come out in the cinemas in Ireland, but uh, I would definitely bring my friends for the crack and just be like, you're not going to believe this and just to see what everybody's reaction around me would be as well. Um, definitely like to see it on the big screen because the effects would definitely jump off and it would be way more impressive, I'd say. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be released in Irish cinemas either, but yeah, I'm happy that I saw it. And um, I'm really proud of those guys for independent filmmakers. They're doing so well and they deserve every bit of acknowledgement that they're getting. And before I let everybody go, and obviously I'm familiar with it because I've deal dealt with Elena, could you explain what the crack is for those who don't know? Look, what, and, and I'm not talking about when you drop your trowel and moon everybody. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I'm actually a drug pusher. I'm trying to give everybody crack. Um, no, it, it actually means, uh, okay, in the term of what's the crack, uh, it means what's up, like what's going on, any stories, like how are you? If I said we're having the crack or for the crack, it's for the fun, for the enjoyment, for the sake of it, basically. Uh, basically, having the crack is having the fun. Yeah. That's what, that's what your intonation suggested. That's, yeah. So, well, I know some people be like right away would take it, you know, what the hell is she talking about? So I figured just, <laughs> you know, just a tip and uh, have her explain it, so... Now I'm thinking of something oh, my brother used to say. Oh. Sorry, you'd laugh, but my brother used to always say, crack odor. Um, so sorry, but hi to my brother if you're watching. <laughs> you'd love awesome. him if you knew him. <laughs> well, everybody, well, everybody, cheers and thank you. Cheers, thank you. Meeting is adjourned. Oh, I am sorry, sir. I didn't mean to overstep my bounds. You say that. What? Meeting is adjourned. It is? No, you say that, Governor. What? Meeting is adjourned. It is?
Are you annoyingly even keel? E-methamine could be right for you. I have a disease, alright? I need help! E-methamine lets you get gagged up on whoop chicken parts without yellowing one's teeth. Contact your doctor today if you experience the following. Oh my god! Increases in blood flow, boost in testosterone, ending of erectile dysfunction. You're naughty! This medicine is made for extreme cases of being keel or having extreme depression. Oh, come on! Side effects include fits of rage, acne, bleeding in folks around you, whooping cough, hallucinations, comas, trouble swallowing, decrease in semen, increasing amounts of selling yourself, amnesia, night terrors, higher mortgage rates, and increased sensations in not having suicidal urges. Oh my. Hey guys, Damian Leone, writer-director of Terrifier 2. You're listening to Crazy Train Radio. <laughs>